Welcome to the Movies with Chill podcast. I am your host, Chill. Today we'll be reviewing True Romance from 1993. True Romance is an action drama film directed by Tony Scott and written by Quentin Tarantino. Starring Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, and Christopher Walken. After a perfect night together, newlyweds Clarence, played by Christian Slater, and Alabama Worley, played by Patricia Arquette, go on the run from the Detroit Mafia after a bag of cocaine goes missing from a local drug dealer. Tonight I am joined by David and Lee, as always. David, Lee, how are you guys doing tonight? We are doing good. At least I'm doing good. I can't answer for you. I am doing as well as I can. Very okay. Nice. That's very nice. It's awesome. been rough. This job's trying to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my last week before I go on vacation, oh. so it says, oh, let yeah. me go ahead and kill you first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Lee, why did you choose True Romance for review? True Romance has a special place in my heart. Okay. Um, I watched this movie for the first time when I was in the Air Force in Las Vegas. A buddy of mine, uh, shout out to Jeff and Andy and Brad and all those dudes, if they're listening, which I doubt, but whatever. <laughs> he would quote it all the time, especially Gary Oldman's character a lot. He would he would always, always quote Drexel and his Mr. Majestic, which, again, I, I will cover this in depth in the in the overview but the cast is amazing yeah. granted some of the casts only have about 10 total minutes of screen time right but the cast is phenomenal the director was on a hot streak back in the 90s it's a great movie it's just fun to watch it's it's a little gritty it's a little yeah. over the top with you know a lot of the language and a lot of the subject matter but it's your typical 90s action gangster drug world film runs about right on par with everything else that came out about that time so okay it was fun loved it david uh what was the first time you watched this movie when i was a child child <laughs> yeah, right uh, so it was my brother jay's one of uh, his favorite movies so i could see um that. i remember watching it but not being able to watch certain scenes yeah if that makes sense right i grew up with no filters like mm-hmm. my parents let me watch what i want and we've talked about that before so and we thrived in that chaos i agree i agree um, made us well-rounded individuals <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god i think i was like 14 or 15 when i first watched it loved it yeah okay. just celebrated its 30th anniversary but you know, i haven't seen it since and so my brain was ex- exploding the other night you know right. watching it all over like again watching it yeah. for the first time yeah i wish yeah. i could go back and watch this for the first time yeah i agree it would be a lot of fun oh, this was actually my first time ever watching it oh, wow. so um, i think i've heard about it before but never sat down and committed to watching it so we're going to go ahead and do an icebreaker question when recommending a movie should you mention questionable moments or scenes to better prepare the viewer so like if you were going to recommend this to somebody would you say hey, there might be some questionable material in it before. When it comes to this movie, I would say yes. Uh, well, any movie, really. For instance, like me to you, uh, I after re-watching it, I was like, yeah, this might not be as awesome as I thought it was going to be. But yeah. it's still good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the person you're recommending it to. Yeah, okay. it depends on their maturity level and what they right. can and can't handle. I would okay. say less than half the time I, I warn someone. Oh, way something. less. I mean, yeah, it's it's to per- me. It's it depends on the person. The it depends yeah. for me to say, hey, watch out for this. Then it's got to be yeah. over the top, like in your face, yeah. like you're not avoiding this. Then it's 
gratuitous. There's a movie by Ridley Scott called The Last Duel. And it's more recently than some of the movies that we've been watching, but there is a couple questionable scenes in it that revolve majorly around the plot. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But I have not. I would always say, hey, this is great, with the caveat of there might be a couple scenes in here where you're like, all right. So that's me with Dr. Sleep, and I know we talked about that. Right. But there's one right. very, very, very gruesome scene in that right. movie Hard to watch. that I just straight up tell them. You might be prepared this. for this. It's going to be bad. Right. <laughs> it's not, not the feel-good point of the movie. Yeah, oh, no. Right. <laughs> Definitely no good vibes coming out of that scene. No. But that's for another time. That that's for another, another time. time. Wrap right. it up. So let's talk about the movie before we get into spoilers. This movie was released September 10th, 1993, which means that it is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. It scored 10th in its opening box office weekend behind The Fugitive... Striking Distance, Man Without a Face, The Good Son, Had a Target, The Secret Garden, Jurassic Park, and a couple other movies. Yeah, I, I believe I saw every single one of those movies that year. Yeah, yeah. I agree. At least. And <laughs> Secret Garden, not what I thought it was going to be. Really? Whatever. That's for another time. <laughs> another time. <laughs> it had a budget of $12.5 million. And it only grossed twelve point six million. Uh, that's right. a win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's without like marketing, marketing and all that right. stuff. So they they attest word of mouth and the success of Quentin Tarantino, which is why it's attributed a cult status. It has a runtime of hundred and eighteen minutes. Bit long. Bit long. Bit long. Tarantino said that True Romance was based on autobiographical elements. And it include dialogue from an unfinished early film that Tarantino co-wrote and directed, titled My Best Friend's Birthday. It's a little pretentious. Don't it you is know? a little yeah. pretentious. <laughs> Just a bit there. That's Quentin. very, that's very Quentin. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. What are you, Drexel? What right. part? What part? <laughs> what part? <laughs> Samuel Jackson's part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tarantino also sold this script and used the profit to fund his very first movie, Reservoir Dogs. Other than that, how did you guys feel about the acting in the movie? There's nothing to complain about. I agree. With the acting. Absolutely okay. nothing to complain about. From anybody? About. I mean, Christian Slater, in my opinion, is not who I would say is a world-class actor by any means. Right. Did he play this part well? Yes, he did. He mm-hmm. nailed that part. Like yeah. It wasn't that tough. Patricia Arquette, same way. I don't consider her... You know, among the Meryl Streeps of the world, but she's she's definitely talented. She's she great. did great, and the rest of the cast absolutely nailed everything they did. Mm-hmm. Everything, every scene was perfect, acted great. There, there just isn't anything wrong with the acting whatsoever. None. I agree. I know it's <laughs> kind of boring, but I do agree. Yeah. Right. It was scored by Hans Zimmer, which I don't know. <laughs> How much he contributed to the film because I think he I think he wrote one tune. I, I like you I said. As well, yeah, I think he was in a, a room for about a day with a xylophone with the only instrument they gave him. <laughs> right, right. Because I think they they play that like jingle from what I counted four times in the first thirty minutes of the film. Yeah, it worked though. It did work. It did work. Uh, Tarantino wrote Alabama with John Cusack in mind. And Joan? That'd be weird if it was That would Joan. be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different movie. We weren't ready for that. <laughs> T- 
Tony Scott wanted Drew Barrymore, Ugh. and then they both just wound up with Patricia Arquette because neither one were available. So mm, thank the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> Drew Barrymore would have stunk the place up. She was no I think offense she was to Drew Barrymore, but I just don't see this in her wheelhouse. Maybe you might be surprised. Would you recommend people watch this before we get into spoilers? <laughs> yes. Yes. I am of the belief that if you haven't seen this movie, you are doing yourself a disservice. Who would you recommend watch this movie? Anybody that likes movies, really. Really? Like, I, the, unless you're yeah, just unless that. you're just you don't like violence, a lot of violence, and, yeah. and language and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff, all mm-hmm. the vices of what this movie deals with. Yeah. If you're just so against that stuff, yeah, don't watch this movie because you're going to hate it because it glorifies it throughout the entire film. I don't know necessarily if it glorifies it, but I, th- I think it glorifies it as much as Breaking Bad would glorify right. selling meth or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So... All right, with that being said, let's get into some spoilers. So we'll give you guys a little bit of time. Three, two, one. Spoilers. Let's get into our trivia. So first question. What is the name of the mob boss who sends Vincent to kill Alabama and Clarence? Blue Boyle. That's correct. What else does Alabama admit she lies about to Clarence when coming clean at the beginning of the film? She does not like the Partridge family. Correct again. What TV role does Dick Ritchie get? He gets the part in the new TJ Hooker as a guy driving a car with TJ Hooker on the hood. <laughs> get him! Three for three! There we go. How much is Clarence trying to sell the cocaine for? It would be a half a million. What, 200? 200,000 is worth a half a million. Right. Yeah. 200,000. Perfect. Finish this line. There are seven. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> All right. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. A guy's got 17. What is it? Pantomimes. A, a woman has 23. Yes. And if you know them like you know the back of your hand, beats a lie detector all day long. I got I got 20. Oh, maybe it is 20. I know you knew the rest of it, which is impressive. Right? For sure. We'll give you half points on Sweet. that one. So. We're ahead of the curve anyway. Yeah. Tarantino has said that if this film followed his original ending for his script, Alabama would have eventually played a part in what other Quentin Tarantino movie? I have prior knowledge. Do you want this question? I do not. You go for it. All right. It's Reservoir Dogs. That's correct. So, based on the ending, if Clarence had passed away, then he would have contributed Alabama in this movie because he liked Patricia Arquette's Uh character so much. Yeah. What could have been? All right. Lee is going to lead us in our long-form plot discussion. Take it away, Lee. All right. Bear with me. This is a long one. Oh, yeah. So, opening scene... Of true romance, our hero, Christian Slater at the bar, Clarence Worley, talking mm. to another woman about the greatest entertainer, Elvis Presley. You know, he loves him. Says if he had to, you know, gun to his head, yeah, he'd F Elvis. And the girl agreed that she would also. And right. What about you, Lee? 
Uh, you know, maybe 1955 Elvis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want that sloppy jumpsuit. Oh, I like Vegas. sloppy. Uh, I have more to relate to with I'm him. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> See, I got sloppy at home and myself. I don't need more That's of it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like him. No. Oh, I like branch the, out. I like Fat Elvis. Everyone still loves. I yeah. I like Fat Elvis. I like all of them. But if Elvis, I'm going to pick one, it's Gold LeMay. You know. Yeah. Prime. All right. Prime Elvis. So uh, so they agree. They both agree that they'd f Elvis. And mm-hmm. then he asks her if she would like to go to a movie with him. Actually, three movies because every year on his birthday he goes and sees three movies. Mm-hmm. This year being three kung fu movies: Street Fighter, Return of Street Fighter, and Sister of Street Fighter. Side note, all three real movies. Really? All three released in 1974 starring Sonny Chiba. Wow. And which he does mention and Sonny Chiba bar none the greatest martial arts actor in the business at this time. Anybody know who Sonny Chiba plays in another Quentin Tarantino movie? To Kill Bill? Yeah. Bill. Hattori yeah. Hanzo. Oh. The sword yeah, maker. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That is Sonny Chiba. So, yeah. Loves that dude. Um, pay attention to 1974 because that comes up a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it does. So, from what I understand, too, is that Jack Plack was actually played as an usher for the theater, but they cut his they part cut in his it part. for time. Oh, dang. Yeah. Could have got his career jumping they so could much sooner. Probably take him off IMDb. I, I didn't I, even see him when on I read IMDb. the list to my oh it's on there when I read the list to my wife she was like holy crap like all these people are in this movie right. and I'm like for at least two or three minutes they are yeah, yeah. well literally yeah. two or three minutes that's yeah. all you're getting of a couple of people yeah <laughs> I don't know about Sam Jackson he's it's two minutes it's two minutes then it's, he gets yes, killed it's about two minutes okay all right so she declines and. Um, Clarence goes solo to the movies. Um, enter our heroine, not uh, not the smack, but our female lead, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Alabama, played by Patricia Arquette. She arrives by taxi at the theater. She comes in, spots Clarence, makes her way down to see him, and says, "You know, hey, can I sit with you? You look like a nice guy." Blah blah blah. And she dumps popcorn on a little bit, and they sit down and hit it off right yeah. away. You know, and you know they watch. Three kung fu movies, I'm saying, with a runtime of about four and a half hours. <laughs> it's a long time. So they, uh, she asks uh, uh, Clarence if he wants to go get some pie after a movie because she likes to eat pie mm-hmm. after a movie. And I'm like, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> so whilst eating pie, they're getting to know each other. Uh, Clarence is asking a bunch of questions and she's giving less than descriptive answers yeah she he asks if he, she has a boyfriend she's why don't you ask me that again later mm-hmm. cut to a fine establishment in detroit mm-hmm. um some motel somewhere inside the hotel room we've got drexel we got marty another dude yeah and then we got sam jackson apparently there's a deal going down yeah, they don't big, really get into the specifics big drug deal, big yeah. Drug yeah. deal. they're talking about oral pleasures with women and how you should be doing do that. it some well, do yeah, it some, some don't will, yeah and sam jackson does it all yeah, yeah. he's all, all, all of it, it. yeah all of it, all of it <laughs> ladies just so you know and uh so uh, respect to sam jackson drexel <laughs> says all right let me show you what it's like he goes hand me the burner which is the shotgun so he's got the shotgun. He goes, now pretend this shotgun is a fine-ass bitch. <laughs> and you're you. 
And then he shoots him twice with shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he shoots uh, Samuel Jackson. And then they take a big bag of cocaine. And all the money. And all the money. And, all the money. Yeah. and ski down. And I'm guessing there's probably half a million dollars worth of money and then a half a million, a million dollars, dollars worth of cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. 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 Absconds with the coke so, and the So and the what money. that does is it sets how scary Drexel really right. is. Yeah. Not, so, not to be messed with. Right. Future Christian Slater should watch out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't. He does not. He does not. Yeah. Ends so, up taking that beating. Did you guys watch the, I think it was a direct. Director's cut. cut. I did not. I bought the original. You bought the I original. I don't remember which one I bought. I was searching through Voodoo, and the only one I could find I, was I, the. I think I have the cut. same one. I think. I think that every movie we've reviewed so far, I've just bought on Amazon. Yeah. It's not like I have it on my digital library. I got right, it. On, right. I got it on Voodoo. I bought it on <coughs> on there, and I'm pretty sure it's the director's cut. That's the only one that was available. I, I actually had to buy it twice. It so These weird. movies are very hard to watch too with children in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the time, I have to. Watch yeah. it on my phone. Well, I remember yeah. a child watching the same kind of movies when he was a kid. My children can't out, handle this. Right? They don't have the same personality. Wouldn't you want, wouldn't want your littlest one to walk around talking like Drexel? Though? I hey. think I kind of would want that. My yeah. uh, three-year-old daughter at the time was watching Alien 4 like yeah. it was Ugh. Barney. I feel Just, bad. I feel bad that the she best. had to watch Alien 4 to begin with, so... Hey, now. That's not <laughs> terrible. I don't think that's for another time. No. That is not for another no, time. it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, my now 10-year-old loves yeah. Stranger Things. Even the doer season? Yeah, he loved, really? Yeah, he watched, he watched it all. He loves it, wow. so... Okay, it's good stuff. Yeah. It is. It's great. We're going to go see where Clarence works at the comic book shop, which is pretty cool. I would love to Was it comic or was it records? It's a comic book shop. Was it? I comic. thought it was a record store. Yeah, it looked it like is. comic books to me. He sits around and reads comic books oh, all day long. Oh. Well, I mean, I just thought it was the same shop that John Cusack <laughs> worked in in <laughs> High Fidelity. It right? looks exactly it's the not. same. It's not. <laughs> they go to the uh, the comic book shop, and she thinks it's so cool. Yeah. And then they cut to a fairly gratuitous sex scene. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the early mm-hmm. 90s. A little steamy. Mm-hmm. A little steamy. Mm-hmm. And, and Patricia does <laughs> expose a breast slightly. Slightly. So wet. No, no. So it's blue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tasteful. <laughs> God. Tony it's Scott, tasteful. Tasteful nudity. That's what we're all about. <laughs> so... They do the deed, and then the next scene, Alabama's out on the ledge, which is underneath a billboard somehow next to the building, and she's yeah. out there smoking, wrapped up in a blanket, and here comes Claire, and she's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, I have to confess something to you that I, I wasn't at the movie by chance. Uh, your boss uh, hired me. I'm a call girl, and I've been a call girl for absolutely, for, for four days, and I've had three customers Wow, that she's fallen in love with him, and she tells him that if I'm with you, I'm with you. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool. I would say that they were born in a bad romance right there. Mm. Mm. Not even one pair. <laughs> Not even one pair. No pairs, huh? No. Dang. No. I'm taking the shoelaces out. Oh, oh no. man. Yeah. We're going downhill fast. So, fast forward just a hair. They're going to go get married at the courthouse. So, it's now Mr. and Mrs. Clarence O'Hurley. They head back and you know they start they're talking. Clarence starts asking Alabama about her working situation, which she reveals that she has a pimp named Drexel. He's a nice guy, even though he roughed up another one of the girls, mm-hmm. which Clarence does not take too kindly with. Right. So Clarence excuses himself to the bathroom 
and has a one-on-one conversation with none other than Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, played by Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Oh, that you never see his face. Never right. see his face. Yeah. And in and in uh, IMDb, or actually, I think it's the actual credits of the movie. He's mentor. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. But we all know it's Elvis. Yeah. This is where you kind of see Clarence doesn't have a firm grasp on reality. Yeah. <laughs> he, he forgot it's to take his meds. Tenuous yeah. at best, in, in my opinion. And Elvis convinces Clarence that not only should he kill uh, Drexel, the pimp, that he'll get away with it. And that's the easy part. Because nobody's yeah. going to care. The cops the aren't going to care. Nobody's going to no. care. No. Man, every pimp gets shot. Cops throw a party, man. Yeah. I like you, Clarence. <laughs> I like you, Clarence. Always will. Always have. Always will. He uh, decides, hey, give me the address. I'm going to go get your stuff from Drexel. And she's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't need it that bad. No, you need your stuff. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go get your stuff. He and goes, we knew something was up. Like, Yeah, she had to have known. Yeah. So Clarence takes his inconspicuous 1974 purple Cadillac, Cadillac. Eldorado <laughs> convertible yeah. to the pimp hideout. Lit up lit with up red lights. Lights, and we got dancing girls out front. It just screams, this Quentin is where Tarantino. you need to be. Yeah. This it's, is Detroit. screams Quentin Tarantino. Now, this is Detroit, and you need to come party here. This is where it's at. You know, I kind of sub. I kind of feel bad for Detroit. It's always blue and rainy yeah. and disgusting, Gray. and there's never and there's any like life Six buildings. Ever. It's like six buildings still standing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just vacant lots. Right. And hookers. Yeah. Yeah. Crime, I love it everywhere. We're, we're moving. Right. <laughs> you sold me. Right. I'm gone. Right, so, gun to your head. Are you living in Detroit or are you living in Gotham City? Ooh, I think Gotham might be a little safer. Think so? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> At least they got Batman. Well, Detroit has RoboCop, so yeah, yeah. that's true. You ain't afraid but, to kill anybody either. Yeah, we shooting people in the dick. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's for another time. That's for another that time. Is for another Cut time. you off, didn't I? <laughs> so Clarence goes up to the door. Knock, knock. That sounded crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Marty, the bodyguard, answers the door, mm-hmm. who is Oha from Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. I don't know if anybody picked up on that. Well, one. he's no, always wearing his sunglasses. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's Marty. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I want to talk to Drexel. He's like, what do you want to talk to Drexel about? He's like, about Alabama. He's like, oh. You want to talk about Alabama? Well, come on in. Come on in. So he comes in, and we meet Drexel for the first time. Is, I'm sorry. Drexel is my favorite character <laughs> in this movie. I love Drexel. Gary Oldman is my favorite actor. He's I, so good. He every is. single thing that man is in, he is perfection. He is a... Uh, What's it called? Uh, he's very thespian. No, what's that? What's the type of actor that becomes a method. character? He's method a method actor. actor. He's a method actor. Yeah. So never breaks character. Never ever breaks character. Right. Can you imagine being on set with that? Well, I'm, can you imagine being on the set of The Fifth Element, which we've talked about? Right, and right. He's just Zorg all the time. You know? <laughs> like, just what? all the time. Yeah. So, uh, being on the set with with Drexel, though, I think would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of tying back to a previous film that we've talked about is Gary Oldman actually wore one of the Dracula eyes from the film oh, previous. For and Drexel. That's, yeah, for Drexel, and that's why he has that. Still like, at it. Pretty, ain't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't as pretty as a couple of titties. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You've just been clocking me. <laughs> I, can, I can recite that entire scene oh, verbatim. Yeah. It is the greatest scene. One of two of the greatest scenes in this movie. Yeah. This one, I could go on it gets and your, on It really and gets on. Your, uh, your adrenaline going. Yeah. That it's scene tense. Does. It's, it's intense. intense. Yeah, like, you know it's going to pop off at some point. Yeah. And it it does, and it's so and satisfying. Cr- Christian so smug in it mm-hmm. the entire time. I love like, it. I know. I love it. I was like, dude, you're walking into the lion's den. Like screws, he man. is the biggest <laughs> swinging in the place. Yeah, like for sure. Man, y'all ain't shit. Yeah. Right. But I think Gary Oldman just steals the scene too. Oh, definitely. Oh, he does. You know definitely. what I mean? It's 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 amazing that Grab Christian Slater can roll. come in. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Slater can come in with all the swagger in the world, mm-hmm. and within two lines, Drexel's outshadowed him. Just yeah. already outshined him and told. And I I'm the scene. I am the dude. Yeah. So Clarence comes in and Marty tells Drexel he goes, "Yeah, he wants to talk about Alabama." And Drexel's like, "Where that bitch at?" <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Well, she's with me now. We're married." She's my wife. He's like, well, that makes us practically related. And that was the whole time he's eating. He has food. <laughs> he's, eat, yeah, he's, yeah. he's eating he's the whole time. He's not even. He's barely even paying attention. Yeah. To Christian he's Slater. He's his Chinese food. Mm-hmm. He's like, sit down, grab yourself an egg roll. You got everything with a little out of Joe with a damn fondo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can still hear my buddy Jeff spouting these lines all day long. So, it's such a great scene, though. It so. is, and you know, you got all the girls in the background doing whatever they're doing, and there's like, there's all kinds yeah, of the crap set going is phenomenal. on. Mm-hmm. There's like, like eighty fish tanks. Listen, I am so confused why the lamp is so low. Right, oh, I know because it's over the table seat. It's, but, so it's a chandelier, right? But it's it's, it's hanging literally so six low. inches from yeah. the table. Yeah, and it's in between Clarence and and Drexel, and Drexel keeps moving the lamp so you can see him. He's yeah. using like a, like a cop, face. like yeah. he's holding the light up. He to spotlights him, him yeah. you know, trying to get him off guard or whatever. And he's like, you know, sit down, man, have yourself something to eat. And he goes, we'll talk about it, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And Clarence is like, yeah, I'm not sitting down. He goes, I ain't eating nothing because I ain't hungry. And he's like, well, you just been the whole time you've been clocking me. Yeah. You don't know nothing about me. He goes, maybe you was a bad. Yeah. But I don't know because you didn't sit down. You just you know you're just being you. He says you you put all your cards out there already. Yeah. I already know. I already, I already read know. you like a book, That's son. Right. Yeah. I got I got all I need to know about you. <laughs> and then Clarence pulls the dumbest move he could make, in my yeah. opinion. He whips yeah. out an envelope and hands it to Drexel. And says, this is some payoff money. She's moving on to to greener pastures. This is what my peace of mind is worth. Not one penny more. I don't know if I understand that line. Not one penny less. I don't. I mean, there's zero in there. So he has zero peace of mind. No, but that's what it's worth. He's just saying. He's telling him, "I'm not giving you shit. What are you going to do about it?" Right. No, I get. I get what's happening. He's trying. He's trying to put him off guard. Right. Thinking that he's actually going to hand him some money. And I got to tell you, I love how he rips the envelope and throws the piece. (laughs) It's like perfect. I don't know what it is. It's just perfect. Yeah. He he rips it open and he goes, "Simpty." (laughs) <laughs> and he laughs hey, about it. You know what we got here? Motherfucking Charlie Bronson. <laughs> Mr. Majestic. Look at here. Charlie Brown. Charlie. Well, none of this bullshit necessary. <laughs> I ain't got no hold on Alabama. I was just trying to help a girl out. And then he throws the food at him and the brawl ensues. Right. And Clarence gets his shit rocked. Oh, yeah. Pardon my language. He gets, they beat him. I mean, so does Drexel. They throw his Drexel yeah. in the fish tanks. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, and it, then it wasn't it, no It's Drexel's. a good fight. It is a great fight. But Clarence takes a beating. Oh, yeah. Drexel's on top of the beaten Clarence. Mm-hmm. Marty's over there with a broken nose. So he's on top of him and he tells Marty, hey, go get Alabama. Bring your ass back here. Goes through his wallet, pulls out his ID. He's like, Clarence Horley, 
almost sound like a name. <laughs> and he's and he reads off his address. He tells Marty, "I bet she's at that same address. Go get her. Bring her ass back here." Mm-hmm. And that split second of not paying attention to Clarence, Clarence snags the opportunity to pull out his gun and shoot Drexel in the balls. Oh. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, and then he shoots Marty <laughs> it and is kills very, him. It is a very satisfying. Scene. Yeah, for shoots sure. Yeah. Right. It's great. And then he shoots Marty and kills him. And then he really gets into the psycho and gets up in his face and tells him to open your eyes. You're going to watch me kill you. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, puts, I think he puts two in his face. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other girls probably. Clarence is telling another girl to to get all of her stuff and (laughs) put it in a bag so I can get out of here. And Mm. he's like, get her stuff. And he grabs a suitcase and off he goes. He panics out. He panics out. Yeah. Yeah. Stops, grabs some cheeseburgers. Goes back to the apartment and tells her, yeah, uh, I got your stuff, and uh, I killed Drexler. Drexler, he's dead. He's not going to be, you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. And she starts crying, and he's like, do you love him? Is that why you're crying? Do you love him? And she's like, that is the most romantic thing <laughs> that anybody has ever done for me. Showing you that she also is a bit psycho. Oh. A little nuts. <laughs> okay so, with killing people. So cool. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge him because I think Drexel deserved it. He also didn't yeah. grow up in Detroit. So. I did not. Right. No. Neither did Alabama. That's true. For the streets. So the streets. The streets. <laughs> I'm from the streets, yo. So I would actually argue that I don't think there is a hero in this movie. Like a straight up Yeah, it's an anti hero movie. Anti hero. Yeah. yeah. So she's all happy that Drexel's dead. And then she get- opens up the bag. And she's like, this is not my stuff. It's 20 kilos of cocaine. And he's like, where did that come from? So we got 20 kilos of cocaine. Uncut cocaine. Uh, Two dead bodies. I wouldn't know, by the way. I I wouldn't either, buddy. I don't know what the difference is. So uh, Clarence drives to his dad's trailer. Mm -hmm. And his dad turns out to be none other than legendary Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Who was is at the time a Bowser? A <laughs> let's not. <laughs> let's not soil the reputation Sorry. of Dennis Hopper. Yeah, you're right. With, That's with my that, fault. Right. Everyone makes mistakes. Right. So again, not for another time. No, not definitely not. Time. I don't know. That might be a fun one. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Talking about beating a dead horse. <laughs> shows up at at uh, Mr. Worley's trailer. Clifford and his dog. Anybody know what the dog's name was? Anybody? No. no. Rommel. What was it? Rommel. Rommel? Rommel. Like General Rommel, the oh, German yeah. dude. Okay. Tank commander. So, that would make he shows up. Seen later on, but. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? I haven't seen you in forever. He's like, yeah, I need a favor. I need a favor. They go in the trailer. Dennis Hopper introduces himself to Alabama because... Clarence doesn't have any manners. Right. He's yeah, I'm his father, and he's like, yeah, I'm his wife. He's like, oh, his wife. That's great. Yeah, you can right. see you can see him change completely. Yeah, the his, scene just switches. His, yeah. his approval rating drops through the floor. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, he's still like he's still pretty respectful yeah, he's still, about it. Yeah, yeah, he's still a pretty chill dude. He, he seems like a nice guy. Like, like he might he, be he might be the only nice guy that, sure. in right? the entire movie. Right. The entire well, movie. Yeah. Floyd. Yeah. Oh yeah, Floyd. Floyd's a good right. dude. Yeah, <laughs> I like Floyd. Me too. Clarence sends Alabama out to get us some drinks and some food, mm-hmm. and he's got to ask Dad a favor. Some Dad beer. used to be anything and some beer, some beer and some chicken. 
Apparently. It was chicken. Yeah. It's chicken because they didn't have any. He didn't want anything it's, imported. It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. They didn't have chicken. chicken. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> so she leaves, and then Clarence lays it out for him off screen about the cocaine and the death and all that stuff. And he mm-hmm. wants him to find out if the cops are looking for him because dad used to be on the force. Mm-hmm. Right. He's still got friends. So he asks him, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think he says blah, 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 though. Well, but. he asks him and says, Dad, can you help me out? He kind of balks at it. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's why like, do you, why do you think I can do that? Why, like, why, why would I? Why do that? would I do that? And he's why like, would I put myself in I never that circumstance? asked you for a damn thing mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. I go even whenever it was coming down on you when you were drinking, I didn't bag on you. Because I'm usually a pretty resourceful guy. If I could do it myself, I would. I'm asking you because you can help me. If yeah. you don't want to, fine, I'll figure it out. I love that scene because that is such a genuine. That yeah, is it, a, it, it mentally beat Dennis Hopper that, down. You know? I had that conversation right. with my dad. Right. I mean, it's a very <laughs> real scene. Mm-hmm. Right. That is probably the only true scene from Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I I would agree with yeah. that. That's and also very I, accurate. I think that he hadn't seen his dad in like three, three years. Two, two or three, three years. Yeah. Three years. Three I haven't years. seen you in three years. You show up and ask me for a favor with yeah. a wife. And I, don't, I was like, I, what yeah. you? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hurricane. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just come in here and just blow everything around. Good Lord. Okay, so now cut to Dick Ritchie in California, played by Michael Rappaport. Mm-hmm. He is auditioning for a role on T.J. Hooker. The new. The, the new, new T.J. Hooker. Hooker. And he's going to be driving and just, you know, does a great. <laughs> he could be in it with William Shatner. William yeah. Captain Kirk, man. man Captain no. Kirk. So just has a great audition with his with the lady. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it, what's her name? It's uh, Conchata Farrell from uh, Two and a Half Men. That was yeah. another Quentin Tarantino set. Mm. Like every bit of the wall was covered with someone's picture. Their headshot. Yeah. Their headshot. Yeah. Their yeah. headshot. Yeah. Even the hallway going yeah. out of the office, it was just filled with the headshots. headshots. Yeah. yeah. I so, did not think that he would have gotten. He said. That she part said, of "No, <laughs> you're a you're a talented actor, Mr. Yeah. Ritchie. You'll be hearing from us." You felt you felt the sarcasm, and then right yeah. cut back to the trailer Clifford Worley tells Clarence yeah they're not looking for you they think it's a drug deal gone bad uh, and the more that I yeah the more I hear about it the more you did the right thing this guy was a dog and need to be put down here comes Alabama with some drinks no chicken sans <laughs> chicken because it's 8 o'clock in the morning there's no chicken and Clarence is very upset about that because right. he wants some chicken again and reinforcing he, the he tells he tells uh, Cliff yeah, yeah we're going off to California I'm going to get rid of this Get rid of this stuff. Mm. We're gone. Gives dad a hug, and then Alabama plants one on him. Just big old smacker. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper's like, yeah, she does taste she like a peach. Some <laughs> bitch. And I think he also uh, he gets word back from his former associates in the police department, and they're like, hey, this mess that you got yourself in, you want no part of. Right. Right. Because they're tied in with the mafia, it's not just Drexel, right? Th- and that's got to be the uncut version. That is not in the the OG version. I don't uh, think it's. I watched the same version, and it's it's not in it. I no. think that's the uncut version. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, my of the director's cut version, and I it. Yeah. All he yeah. said. All he said was, "The more I hear about this guy, the more, the more you did the right feeling. thing." Right. Because that's it. he was a dog that needed to be put yep. down, and, and then she does you know. taste like peaches, and he goes yeah. and he goes yeah. in the trailer. Right. So he. Cra- that's crazy. It was just like a couple lines where he was just talking about like, oh yeah. This is this is the mob. Like this is some serious stuff. They they didn't find anything. In addition, I like I said, I think it was just a couple lines that they cut. But but that's a that's a big story. I think it makes a big difference in the story because when the mob does enter, it's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't tell 
Clifford about the cocaine. He just tells that he killed the pimp. Right. Yeah. And tell him that he stole coke as right. well. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. Inadvertently stole right. coke. Which I had talked about. If if he was smart, he would have just left the cocaine at his house with, with a the note, note that says, "Sorry, <laughs> so, I, so stole, sorry. Sorry, I stole." Sorry, I stole. But he also cocaine. saw a half a million dollars worth of coke, and yeah. he's not the brightest of human no, beings. Right. <laughs> no. No. So fast forward to phone booth on the side of the road. I'm heading. I'm assuming far out west because yeah. they, he gets on the phone and, and calls Dick yeah, Ritchie. It's, de- it's desert. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'm only a day away. So he's got to be pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Detroit to California is a bit of a haul. Yeah. And he, he calls Dick Ritchie and says, look, I'm coming to see you. We're, we're going to do this. And then he, he's like, I got married. And we're coming We're coming out to see you. Did you get the letter? And he's like, I didn't get any letter. He's also on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Dick Ritchie's <laughs> taking a yeah, taking yep. a steamer, pooping. So he tells her we're coming out there. She's on the phone with him, and she's talking to him. And Clarence just gets this look in his eye, like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this right here." Mm-hmm. And just you know, mounts her side of the road. Truck, trucks go by. <laughs> trucks go by, walking at him like, yeah, "This is it." Gotta love the early nineties. Next scene, we're back at Dennis Hopper's trailer. Yeah, yeah. he's this pulling is a, up. Another great. Scene. This is. Yeah. Scene number two, two that it's is my second just favorite scene. Great. I disagree. It's my third favorite scene. That's my okay. second favorite scene. Oh, the end is the end is good, but mm. this is better. Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So he's pulling up in the Nova, lets the dog out. The dog sees another dog and takes off, which mm. I believe is important because I believe Rommel would have helped him out. Bad. Yeah. yeah, probably would have ended bad for the dog. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper comes in the trailer and gets blindsided immediately by the Blue Lou crew. Yeah. Not to be convinced with the blue crew down at the K. <laughs> <laughs> the K being Royal Stadium, the home they don't of the Royals. Need to know that. They do they, they do need, need to know, know that. If you can't figure that out, you don't even need to be listening to this podcast. Oh buddy. Oh. The K is, about movies, is iconic. Not about sports. The K is I, iconic. We got we got a viewer that was out of the country. So Oh wow. That's pretty wow. cool. Wow. That yeah, is awesome. Cool. Well shout out to you guy. The For K sure. is uh, Kaufman Stadium. If you listen again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> the Blue Lou crew uh, has Mr. Hopper subdued, and yeah. they want, they've got questions, mm-hmm. and hopefully he has answers. And enter the angel of death, <sighs> Christopher Walken, Vincent Concadia, <laughs> close associate of Blue Lou Boyle, Capo. answers the how full of shit am I question that you have in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have ans- I'm gonna have questions, and please, make your answers genuine. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just at that point, I'd be like, I'm gonna shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm in trouble. I'm in danger. <laughs> I think. I think the entire scene, he knew it was done. Yeah. He knew there was. I no- don't think he knew exactly what was going on for the first five minutes. But I think that After, you can see him switch. Definitely. Yeah. And, and know I'll, that I'll talk about yeah, that here in yeah, just yeah, a second. Yeah. He accepts his fate. He does. Mm. Yeah. So Christopher Walken, Vincent Concotti is questioning. Dennis Hopper, Cliff Worley, and he's like, "So where's uh, where's Clarence in Alabama and all my cocaine?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen Clarence in three yeah. years. I haven't seen him in three years. I don't know what you're talking about." Vince is looking at him, kind of shifting, getting a good look at him. He's like, "Yeah," and he socks him right in the nose. Yeah, he just nails him. He goes, "For what I have to offer, this is as good as it's going to get." And it's not going to get this good ever again. So stop lying to me. <laughs> and he go, proceeds to tell him, I can tell when you're lying. I was raised by the world heavyweight champion of liars. Right. I'm Sicilian. My father taught me the pantomimes. Guy's got 17. Woman's got 20. If you memorize these like the back of your hand, it beats a lie detector all day long. 
So I know you're lying. So right. just just stop. He tells him again. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He mention, he motions to James Gandolfini standing behind yeah. him. Yeah. Famous for the Sopranos. Sopranos. A couple yeah. of things. Just just a few things. A few things. Yeah. And he takes a knife and, and cuts Dennis Hopper's hand and that's that doesn't feel too good. No. And they give him a they give him a little uh, rag and earlier Christopher Walken offered a Chesterfield to Dennis Hopper, yeah. which is yeah. a cigarette if y'all don't know what that is. And he declines. I wish it was. What's the apple cigarettes? Apple. It's just apple. apple. Yeah. yeah, I wish he would. I, it probably, I bet if Quentin Tarantino had, di- had directed it, <laughs> right. it'd have been a pack of apples. It would have been apples, sure. yeah. Dennis Hopper, I believe, in, in this moment, knows exactly what's going on, is trying to figure out a way to do as least amount of damage as he can right. yeah. to, to Clarence. Because he then, knows he's done. Right. So Vince tells him the score. It's like, your son, colossal kid that he is, went in and shot everybody in the place and stole my narcotics. And you know, dipshit that he is, left his ID in the dead man's hand. Yeah, I, I thought that the entire time, though. Yeah. So here we come. <laughs> Otherwise, they literally would have n- had no, no idea. No they would clue. have had nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, just Clarence is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, adrenaline wasn't thinking. Right, I'm getting right. out. You know, I murdered somebody. Two people. I gotta go. Right. Yeah. Should have swept for some evidence, but did not. <laughs> I think it kind of runs in the family, but right. Yeah. So Dennis Hopper, in that instant, seals his own fate and understands he's not getting out of this alive if he wants to protect Clarence. So what he's going to do then is royally piss off the angel of death. Yes. (laughs) And he does a great job. He does a great (laughs) great, job. Great story. Mm -hmm. To which Dennis Hopper says, well, tell me if I'm lying now and then starts dogging on Sicilian uh, heritage about how the Moors came in and conquered Sicily and did so much stuff and turned all these blonde-headed blue-eyed guys into dark hair and dark skin and you still carry that gene yeah yeah and uh you're an eggplant right vince says he laughs yeah <laughs> i mean he's, he's laughing. like hysterically he's laughing like, he's, he's like, like i love this guy i love this, I love guy. this guy i love this guy he's the like gall because, on him. I mean, you're a cantaloupe but <laughs> 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 because i mean laughs. i think that, i think the point of that scene is like he does not get talked to like that. No, right. And I think that he enjoyed it. Yeah, like, he was like, like he knows his, he knows his fate, and he took it like a man. Right. So he had respect for him enough to yeah. to laugh and so. It does the trick, and Christopher Walken gets up and gets a gun from one of his henchmen and, and unloads the clip. And how, how many years was it since he'd killed somebody? It's been since 1985, yeah. since he's killed anybody. Yeah, since he's killed anybody. Yeah. Well, that would have been eight years. And he made him so mad. He made him so mad that he killed him. And yeah. now, and, and Dennis Hopper's thinking, well, you killed me, obviously. You're not going to get any information out of me. Right. But, unfortunately, uh, Clarence, Clarence is an idiot. he is an idiot. And leaves his address to Dick Ritchie's house in California of where he's going. So the going. point of this entire movie is that Clarence is an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Clarence is a moron. <laughs> Clarence does not think ahead, ever. No consequences. <laughs> no. Well, so my thing, too, is one of the pet peeves I had was they were already in the dad's trailer before Dennis mm-hmm. Hopper came. Right. His address was on the refrigerator. Dude, they could have been It yeah. could have been anybody. Yeah. could have been in and out at right. any time, but they just weren't looking. Yeah. Well, I think the guy had the reaction to it. He said, ha! Boss, look at this! Right? Look at this. <laughs> I mean, would you look for an address for Clarence if you you already have his home address? Yeah, right. Would you be looking for a secondary not. address they're, somewhere? I mean, they're going to they're going to sweep it, make sure there are no weapons in there, no right? weapons, yeah. and and everything. no people, uh, no, no drugs. animals, no drugs. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> Maybe the went, and then he probably got home. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then he comes in and into the movie for mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper. Great A performance, great A scene. Yeah, I agree. Super tense. He, he did way better than Super Mario Brothers in movie. Oh yeah, gee, that's a low bar. <laughs> low bar. Low bar. 
there was some questionable like dialogue in it, and I I feel like I understood why they put it in there. Mm-hmm. I think it it did fit the scene, even though it made me uncomfortable. Right. But at the same time, it's supposed to make it's supposed to make supposed you to un- make you uncomfortable. Right. And it's supposed to make uh, it builds tension. It builds yes. tension. Yeah, he it's, told the story the way he did. Because he was trying to provoke he, a, he a response, right? So, so he couldn't just say, "Yeah, you guys were conquered by whatever." Right. He, he had to get down, down and dirty yeah, and make yeah, it, it make it very derogatory. But I agree. I had that feeling watching it right. as well. Right. It did like age that, out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that yeah. just yeah. E, mm-hmm. cringy, you know. And that's part of but it worked. You know, it did work. That's yeah. part of Quentin Tarantino's dialogue. I mean, oh, for sure. So he takes he's it definitely as not, far to the limit as he possibly. He's definitely not above using the N word. Oh no, not at all. And it, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh for sure. I mean, yeah. So Yeah. They find his address on the on the refrigerator. He's like, Boss, get ready to be happy. So we know where he's at. I think we get introduced to world superstar Brad Pitt. We do get introduced to world superstar <laughs> Brad Pitt. A plus. Right. Like I love him so much. I think I have like three friends that are just like him, oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Kill you, man. Yeah. Condescend me, man. Come in, yeah. <laughs> he smoked he smoked half my letter. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hear the door. Yeah. You're laying next to it. Also one of the only characters that makes it through. Right. 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 One of, what, three? Right. Yeah. Right. Four. Four. Yeah. Because yeah. Dick Ritchie does run out. Right. And right. I'm like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I got this part. Yeah. Right. Thank God for that, too. Right. Yeah. Sorry. We'll get to that. Cut to California. Clarence and Alabama showing up at Dick Ritchie's house. They're banging mm-hmm. on the door. And Dick Ritchie opens it up. And it's Alabama there. And she's like, anybody call for a date? And here comes Clarence. Hello, baby. And uh, and my, but Michael Rapaport, right? He he is the same character in every in every single every movie. Single movie. Yeah, he, he really is. He's but, not I, but I'm not mad at him. No, right? He has his part. He, he absolutely has a niche. does, and I love it. Right? Yeah, he's the same character in even uh, on TikTok. The Heat. On TikTok, uh, he's on TikTok, he's a little more heated. A little heated, but he sounds the same and says the same <laughs> right? stuff. And, he's yeah. a little heated on TikTok. <laughs> Clarence and Alabama come in, and Floyd, played by Brad Pitt, laying on the couch, just yeah. higher than <laughs> giraffe <laughs> testicles. You never see him move. No, he's no. in the chair he's, he's, on the couch. No, he's in the couch the entire time. He was at yeah. the. He was at, wasn't he? Wasn't at the dinner the table couch. at one point in time. On the couch, okay. never gets off of it. I he sits it. up. Yeah. But he never gets off the couch. Yeah. Offers some weed, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Let's go. And, and Dick Ritchie's in boxers. I don't know if anybody he, noticed I, that. I did. Yeah. He, he's in boxers the and thing. just throws on a t-shirt and they leave. And, the and they leave. What are we? And they're like doing here? Red and white boxers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like checkered like plaid <laughs> boxers. I'm like, what obviously are you doing? boxers. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, okay, whatever. I don't. It's California, man. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> he's an actor. So they leave to go get something to eat, and uh, they go to Clarence and Alabama's hotel room, the Capri. Mm-hmm. That place is sweet. You know, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's choice. 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 Reminds me of, uh, what's that one out on the belt? Pony, the, the, budget. Pony, the budget. The budget. Or the old Pony Express. Right? Yeah. Ugh. It ain't in Hilton, but it'll right? do. It'll, it'll do. do. <laughs> so they go to their, their hotel room. Dick Ritchie opens up. The bags like is this can't be real. He's like, didn't you read the letter? He goes, Floyd smoked the but, second page of the letter. Yeah, but he's also in the background, like Alabama and Clarence, Clarence are having like a conversation, right? Yeah. And so there's like Michael Rappaport is in the background going, this can't be real. This, this can't, can't be real. real. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it'll get you high. What? I said it'll get you high. Oh, okay. What am I supposed to do with it? Well, you got connections. Connect. 
You're an actor. (laughs) So he's trying to convince Dick Ritchie to hook him up with somebody that's going to buy all this cocaine off his hands in one fail swoop. Yeah. One one drop. I'm I'm leaving town. Yeah. Trying to get my cash. Mm -hmm. And then Dick Ritchie's like, okay, I might know one guy that knows a guy. Yeah. But I don't. I don't have friends like that. Right. You know. All I got is Floyd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a pot to piss in or Floyd. a window to oh, throw yeah. it out of. He tells them about the guy. He goes, "All right, we gotta. We gotta meet this guy." So they go meet Mr. Elliot Blitzer, played by Bronson Pinchot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what he was doing for like that time between Perfect Strangers in this movie, but he shows up here. And he's kind of a weasel, like arguably the most unlikable character in the entire movie. Yeah, I even like 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 Drexel right over this guy, right. even though Drexel's a complete psycho killer. Yeah, bad dude. This guy's just a spineless weasel. Right, I can't stand him. So they get on a roller coaster and they're discussing the cocaine and. He's not. He's not having it on the roller coaster. It's not a good time. That for is. Him. That is again a fantastic scene. Yeah. yeah. He's. All, where, just, are gonna, where are we going to talk about this at <laughs> on a roller, roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. And he's turning like eleven shades of green. And yeah. Clarence and and Alabama and Dick Ritchie are having the time of their life on right. this roller coaster. And Clarence is explaining to him where he got the coke from his cop buddy that took a chance and stole something out of the evidence yeah. room and I just want to unload it because this guy's getting real jumpy and you know I, I want to get paid yeah he's just doing something to change his life he's like yeah. you got to know somebody that might want it he goes it, it's the deal of a lifetime it's two hundred thousand dollars for five hundred thousand dollars worth of coke he goes yeah. at this price you can do whatever you want with it you can ski in it I don't care <laughs> you know have a good time and he's like I don't know we'll see so they get off the roller coaster and he is just Blech. Just yeah. he's got puke all over him, yeah. and I don't understand that. I don't understand how you throw up and get it on you when you're not drunk. But whatever, it's it'd be really hard to do. <laughs> it would, I mean, unless you're on the ride, but it didn't happen on the ride. It didn't happen right. on the ride. Elliot calls his boss Lee Donowitz, producer of the greatest Vietnam movie ever made. Apparently, mm-hmm. body bags body coming bag. home with body bags, and. Uh, he tells him like uh, I met with that guy, you know, with the uh, the product, and uh, are you calling me on a Sunday? Why are you calling me on a Sunday? I'm gonna deal with you Monday through Friday. Right. You're calling me on a Sunday, and he can't stand him either. Right. So yeah. it is justified. This guy's a weasel. Nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, again acting an A plus weasel. Yes. Yeah. Like his acting is phenomenal. Perfect. It's perfect. He plays Weasel. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I want to think that that's his actual personality. Cause <laughs> probably. Probably. Because he is an actor. He gets on the phone with Clarence, and Clarence pretty much tells him, dude, just, you know, let's work it out. So he gets back on the horn with Elliot and tells him, all right, let's meet the whole gang. Bring him by the Beverly Wilshire Hotel at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what we're going to do. We go back, and I think... I don't know where Dick Ritchie went at that point, but they go back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and he drops her, drops Alabama off, and he's going to go get some food. Well, she goes into the hotel room, and there's Mr. James Gandolfini. Another waiting great on her. scene. Yeah. And he's sitting in the chair, and he's like, hello, Alabama. Where's Clarence? Where's my cocaine? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Sadie. Yeah. And my boyfriend's coming, and he plays football. <laughs> so you better go. And he's like, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> and then he proceeds to literally beat 
the brakes almost to death. Off yeah, her. I mean, almost to death. It's a, it's an uncomfortable Just scene. Really, so much. tunes her it, up. Yeah, it's it's hard to and watch. And she takes it like, like a, man. a pro. Yeah, like, yeah, she like she it does. was her job. I Ugh. mean, she does take and it gives it right back. Laughs, laughs yeah. at it, gives it right back yeah. to him. Just, I mean, never gives up the entire time. And I love that about Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's she's not going down without a fight. Yep. And in the meantime. Clarence is out getting burgers, burgers. And talking, talking to a guy who's reading an article about Elvis, <laughs> at, yeah. like a, a Time magazine yeah, article, a People about magazine. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not the one about this, and it goes on and on about this, y'all. You see, it's got this in here, and he's like, "Dude's like, who the hell are you? Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> I mean, he talks about how much he hates like Elvis fans or right. something like that, right. how weird they are. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, you're, like what you're doing right, right. now. And he know? has he has the Elvis sunglasses on <laughs> right. while he's talking to exactly. him. So, I forgot. Is he getting malts or is he getting milkshakes? I know he's getting burgers, but he's getting malts. milkshakes. Milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes. That's, milkshakes. that's right because she's getting all shook up. Mm. Let's pause <laughs> Hold on. For, for dramatic effect, <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and take the shoes you have on off if they're New Balance. And I, mean, I think that deserves at least two shoes. No way. That's like a half a pair. Two New Balances. That's a New Balance pair of slides. New Balance 706s. <laughs> These are my 830s. Oh, 830s. I need, I need some new laces out of this, too. Tell Come something. on now. Man, I'm going to make you wear white shoes with black socks. <laughs> to the ankles, sir. To right. the ankles. Oh, to I the secret, knee. I secretly love the buildup of the joke, though. Right. <laughs> He really had to he, work that he one he in. Did. He did. He did a good I mean, job. he was processing that shit for impressed. a while. Yeah. <laughs> he was just waiting for the time. All right, fine. So he tunes her up and just beats the brakes off this chick. And she finally gets the upper hand. She's in the bathroom, and she's laughing at him in the shower. He's throwing her in there through the, the plate glass. Ugh shower door which mm-hmm. i've never seen a hotel room with a shower door no. right but whatever throws her through it and she's freaking bloody he comes in and she's laughing at him and he's mm-hmm. like what she's like you look ridiculous yeah she's like cackling like yeah <laughs> yeah and he leans in to just you know start tearing into her and she puts some soap in her hands and puts it in his eyes and he's you know fighting that off she gets out of the tub grabs the top off of the tank on the toilet and just <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> just unloads on the dude and then he still gets the upper hand again i don't know how he stood up right after that but he's really he's real bad now yeah right and he's got her up against the wall with one hand and just gonna beat the crap out of her throws mm-hmm. her down on the floor and she grabs the corkscrew mm-hmm. and she's got it in her hand and he turns around and she holds it up to him and he's like you got a lot of heart kid you got a lot of heart he's like go ahead stick me with it and he opens up his shirt go ahead put it in me she slams it down on his foot through his shoe oh. and oh man that had to hurt <laughs> It had to hurt. It's a corkscrew. Yeah. yeah. So it's like shoot right yeah. in there, man. So she gets the upper hand and starts beating on him, and then she gets the shotgun that he was holding. Yeah. And unloads the shells and the shotgun until yeah. it's dry. Yeah. And that wasn't good enough. He so was, now we're gonna beat his head in with the shotgun. Yeah. He was mashed potatoes by the yeah. He, he was, was hamburger done. meat. Yeah. It was. It was. And it was pretty bad. She just. Mm, let it all out yeah all that frustration and clarence comes home and he's like oh no what happened <laughs> the apartment like the this hotel place room is, is destroyed destroyed she's bloodied and just laying on the ground like 
uh, I just went 10 rounds with Tyson. <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's get out of here. So he grabs the cocaine, which James Gandolfini did find. It was under the bed. He found it right at the last moment. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, it's not under the bed. Because that's bed. when he goes to kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he was like, I'll give you one chop. Because right. he's going to end it right there. Right. Because he had already found the coke. Right. right. So Clarence scoops her up, takes her the airport. to the airport. I don't know. Some side road by the airport on some grungy ass couch mm-hmm. and fixes her up. And then they swing by and pick up Dick Ritchie again. <laughs> and, you know, Floyd does his Floyd thing. And they head down to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. Before he gets a phone call, though. Right. So before all of this, Mr. Blitzer is driving the Porsche. Ugh. And gets pulled over by the cops, <laughs> and then the girl pops up from his lap, and he's like, "Oh, hold this cocaine." He has the sample. He has yeah. the sample of cocaine. He's like, "Hold this cocaine." She's like, "No, I'm not holding the cocaine." Are you oh my crazy? God, I love it so he's much. like, "No, you're gonna hold the cocaine. You're, they're not gonna search you. Hold the cocaine." She's like, "I'm not holding the damn cocaine." And she smacks his hand, and the cocaine goes up in his face <laughs> as the cop she's, is walking she's towards her, and she's laughing at him. And the cop gets there, and he turns around and looks at him with this look like, Hi, how's it going, officer? You know? Power so donuts. he gets arrested, and he's down at... And he really turns in, so he's not that that badass connecting you right. know, assistant to a director. Right. He turns into a... The complete weasel. The complete he weasel. Turns into, crying. Yes. He turns into... Over. Jean Raffio from Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> Confessing to anything and everything to get him off the hook. That's absolutely right. That's so funny. <laughs> and he agrees to wear a wire for the deal that's going to go down so he can set his boss up and Clarence up to get arrested mm-hmm. and he can get off scot free. Right. So we're introduced to. We're introduced to the two detectives, Chris Penn and mm-hmm. Tom, Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. And they're like, yeah, we got this guy, Captain. We, we want to set this up. We need, you know, the team ready to go. To make it We're going to make name. a big bust. Yeah. The captain's like, yeah, do that shit. Fun fact, all three of those men in that scene, all dead. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. There's eight dead people in this movie. I guess I didn't realize Sean Penn is dead. Well, not Sean. Oh, Sean. Chris. Chris is. Chris, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah Chris. Yeah. So Sean's career's what? dead. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is true. But what happened to Chris? Do we know? It's a heart attack, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Long time ago. Man, I really missed that one. <laughs> so, the director's dead. James Gandolfini's dead. Dennis Hopper's dead. Chris Penn's dead. Tom Sizemore's dead. Wow. Ed Lauder, the captain, dead. Died at age 74. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Adonis and Victor Argo, which are two of the Blue Lou crew, mm-hmm. dead. And then Conchata Farrell, the yeah. uh, wow. agent, dead. So, did you know that Tom Sizemore was actually going to play James Gandolfini's part? But whenever he was going through the script and then saw like that beatdown scene, he was totally not cool. Really, with doing that, so he passed on the part, and then they gave well, it to. We know what Tom Sizemore wanted in that scene. He right. wasn't going to get it. No, no, we weren't ready for that. <laughs> Ugh, gross. How's <laughs> <laughs> your face? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. So they set up there. They set up the bust. The bust. Yeah. Right. So Elliot's waiting in the lobby for Clarence. Clarence with the wire on, with, in with, his crotch. In his crotch. Because yeah. no one will search there. Right. <laughs> right. So here comes Clarence and Dick in Alabama. And they meet him in the lobby. And he's like, all right, let's go do this. And you can tell. He's nervous. He's and sweaty. as nervous as he could possibly yeah. be. Yeah. He's trying to keep a, keep a cool head. They get in the elevator. And Clarence's spider sense starts tingling. And he's like. 
Yeah, something ain't right. He, so he goes batshit crazy. He oh, goes yeah. nuts. He pulls out the gun, puts it in Elliot's face, and tells, "What am I walking into? Something's going on. Something don't feel right. Yeah. What's 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 the deal? What's waiting for me up there?" And Elliot just falls apart. Just starts crying. I wish somebody would come get me and take me away. Yeah. yeah. And then Clarence feels bad. He's like, "All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." It's and cool. hugs him. Yeah. Hugs <laughs> him. He's like, "I'm sorry, buddy." He's like, "I'm oh, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, what do you got gun for? I, you know, rather have it and not need it than yeah. need it and not, not have, have it. it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a life lesson right there. Yeah, right. Buy that every day. <laughs> come prepared. They get upstairs, come inside, and he's got Lee Donowitz has got the bodyguards with the Uzis. Big, yeah. big dude. Rus- Russian guy. Yeah. Or German, one of the what, two. What was the guy's name? The, re- the-, the blonde guy. It was a oh, it's very European. Yeah, yeah. that's something. what I said. It's either German or Russian, or I don't want to say Sven. It wasn't Sven. It was German or something. Boris. Boris. It was Boris. It is Boris. You're right. It's, yeah, it's Russian. Russian. So Boris is like, "All right, we're gonna search you." He goes, "No need. Got a gun right here." He's like, "Hey, man, he's got a gun. We got a gun for him." Yeah, you know, never know. So I'm not gonna use it. Unless I have to, obviously. He's like, no, we're cool. Lee Donowitz is like, yeah, we're cool. Come sit down. Let's talk. Yeah, I think he liked him. I think he did. He, he, I like this he's, kid, he's Clarence. Not a, he's not a weasel. He's, he's a wild man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not a weasel. <laughs> and Clarence is like totally geeking out. He's just out. like, yeah, he's geeking out because he's meeting the director of producer his favorite movie, of his favorite mm-hmm. movie that right. his uncles rave about how it's the most accurate Vietnam movie right. ever. And they have B-roll for the next movie yeah. playing in the background. It's like right. playing on dailies. On their yeah. face. Right. Yeah. It's on a <laughs> projector yeah. playing in their face. And he's like, oh, you like my dailies? Is that what those are called? Yeah. How much that day cost us? Uh, 200000 mm. He's like, for, for what? <laughs> right? So we're working on a title. What are we going to call it? He goes, uh, Body Bags 2. Because <laughs> I have more flavor in my penis. <laughs> but whatever. So they sit down and they start chewing the fat about how we're going to do stuff. Lee Donowitz is like, all right, I'm going to talk to you man to man. It's like, why are we doing this? Like, he's like, man, I took a shot. I got, you know, I got. I want to make some cash. We'll get mm-hmm. out of here. You, you need it. I got it. Let's do this. Let's get it done. And he's like, all right, cool. We're going to do this. So they go back in. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Clarence goes to the bathroom. Yet, every time he goes to the bathroom, he has a little chit-chat with Elvis. Mm-hmm. A little, little pep talk. And Elvis is like, you're the man. I like you, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Always have. Always, Always will. will. In that time he's in the bathroom, here come the police. Mm-hmm. Kicking the door down. The bodyguards. They were just waiting for him to say, let's do the yeah, deal. We're, yeah. we're going to do the deal. And Clarence gets the money. Right. And then he goes to the bathroom. Right. Leaves it with Alabama. Leaves with Alabama. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, let's go. We're in there. Cops come busting in. Bodyguards are like, yo, guess, we're guess not what? backing down. We don't like cops. We got more guns than you. Yeah. They had we, Uzis. They had yeah. Uzis. Yeah. Y'all got pistols. I don't care. They showed bullets, so I don't want to be there. And then there's poor Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport in <laughs> Alabama <laughs> and Elliot ground. Blitzer. And they're in the middle. The, just on the couch. Yeah. And they drop down and... There's the standoff between the cops and the bodyguards, mm-hmm. and then Elliot, idiot that he is, yeah. opens his mouth, mm-hmm. asks the detective, can, can I go now? This has nothing to do with me. Can I go now? And then Lee Donowitz puts it together. <laughs> he says, how do you know him? You set me up, you little shit. You I treated yeah. you like a son, and this yeah. is what you do. He gets so mad, and he throws hot coffee on him. Chris Penn gets real mad at that. Mm-hmm. and puts, says, you leave him alone! <laughs> puts three in his chest, and yeah. that starts Which off Which is the insane. Sh- right? Yeah. Right. For throwing coffee on him, he right. shoots him in the chest three times. Yeah. Like, whoa, dude. So, the brouhaha starts shooting everywhere. Everybody's getting shot up. Oh, I forgot. The gangsters came in as well. Yeah, they came yeah. in before the coffee. They, they stopped by uh, Dick Ritchie's place 
asks for directions from Floyd, who says, yeah, go down to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. That's you want to smoke at. some weed? Because, yeah. you know, that's what we could do. And you that's know how to get there? He gives them the best directions. So yeah. you go that way, keep going, and then you're going to turn, and then you're going you're gonna to drive, and you're going to drive, and then... You want some weed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just looking at him like, this guy's useless. Yep. Just look it up in the phone book. It'd be, be, a, lot, be a lot easier. Hey, but they leave him alone. They do leave yeah. him alone, yeah. which I thought was great. You yeah. know, leave Floyd alone. He didn't do nothing. He didn't, he didn't hurt anybody. Anyone. That's right. Probably Except forgot the, the letter. letter. Yeah. The one page yeah. of the letter. Right. So the gangsters show up. It's it's a Mexican standoff between the, the bodyguards, the cops, and and the gangsters. So this is a scene that I would consider maybe my second favorite scene. Like I such a good it intense is. Yeah. mobster actors, bodyguards, <laughs> cops, <laughs> guns out. Right. It's, Clarence in the bathroom talking to Elvis. Has no idea what's going <laughs> right. on. That must be the most soundproof bathroom. I think that all the time in, in movies. I'm like, he can't of, hear any of that no, going on. They're all yelling. Doesn't even come out when it when they start shooting. Right. I'm like I don't it, think so. It is a movie producer's bathroom. Though. I understand that. That's true. But so you got this tense situation that all pops off with the coffee toss onto onto Elliot Blitzer, and they all just start shooting each other. Unloading. Dick Ritchie bolts. Smart man. I'm out. Yeah. Runs down the hallway. That makes me very out the happy back door. He's, I'm he's glad gone. he got out yeah, so he could be on TJ Hooker. Yeah. and be the man. So I really, I really would like to know what happened to his acting career. Took off. I'm sure it was stellar. I'm sure it was. Everybody's getting shot, and then Clarence comes out of the bathroom and catches one right in the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Just great. But you him. don't see. It looks like no. he gets shot, like he shot in the head. Yeah. yeah. So he catches one in the head, and Alabama sees him go down. She takes off trying to crawl. She's crawling, crawling to him. him. She's got the money, and she's over there trying to console or trying to do whatever, see mm-hmm. if he's alive or whatnot. Meanwhile. We're getting down to the last couple of guys still alive. You got Chris Penn and the other black cop, and the Italian guy throws his shotgun out, like, all right, I'm going to come out. Comes out and starts shooting. Mm -hmm. He takes one in the chest while the black cop takes one right in the gut and dies right there on the couch. Which then Penn loses his mind. Penn's like, oh, no. And then you hear Boris behind the bar. An ambulance. An ambulance. I'm bleeding. I need an ambulance. I'm sorry, an ambulance. Chris's man is like, yeah, I'll call you a hearse and shoots him in the head. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And then Alabama sees Chris Penn standing there, grabs Clarence's gun, shoots him Boom. twice right in the side. All witnesses gone. All, yep. no witnesses. No one knows they, they grab the mm-hmm. They grab the, the money and head out in the chaos that is ensuing in the... And they walk right out like they belong. Yeah. They walk right out because the, the cops are rushing in. The uh, One of the Italian guys grabs a hostage. Yeah. So they're yeah. all focused on that, and they're just, I'm out of here, bye. Yeah. So initially, uh, Clarence was supposed to die in Tarantino's script. Right, right. We Different get the happy ending. ending. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so, know that was... I, I like this ending better. Yeah. yeah. So they go to Mexico. It shows them on the beach. It had to have been years later With because their yeah. son, who's actually Patricia Arquette's actual son. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, you know, Clarence has got the eye patch and rolled the xylophone music and yeah. happy yeah. ending. And he's so cool. Credits roll. Credits roll. Loved every minute of the film. There's a lot of films that I'll watch, and there'll, there'll be like some dead time that, like, okay, mm-hmm. you could have cut that out. I didn't see that. In this. I agree. It's it's go go go. And in fact, I would love to see the script for the movie because with the description of the settings and the, uh-huh. it has to be 
pretty thick, big, right? Pretty on point. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, I don't know how Tarantino writes his stuff. But I, I, I bet it is very detailed. I, yeah. I would bet it is. Airport, couch. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. Yeah. I bet are in there. Yeah. Movie playing in the background with the dailies. Right. You know, I I would just be super interested in seeing that because it is a very detailed movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's great. All I, right. Well, it's it's an hour or 118 minutes that is well spent. So you guys want to get into individual reviews? Sure. All right. Well, at least since you were the one that chose the movie, do you want to go first? Sure. There isn't a whole lot I can say about this movie that has not been said at some point. It's the cast is stellar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stellar. It's a murderer's row of great actors that did an amazing job from start to finish. You couldn't ask for better performances. And some that haven't reached their prime yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And who later on become Huge. some of the great, the Gary Oldman. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Sam um, Jackson. Sam Jackson. They even have Sam. I, I was so surprised by this. Maybe it's just because of it was the version I watched. But they actually had Sam Jackson in the title. In the main credits. In the main credits. Yeah. Oh, wow. Going through. And he was in it for 90 seconds. Yeah. Right. Maybe. So. But, you know. Whatever. Yeah. The action was good. I liked the story. It was gripping. I am a underworld kind of guy. I love crime and mm-hmm. dark stuff, so that was right up my alley. It was shot very well, directed very well. Mm-hmm. The sound was good. Soundtrack was... was it's uh, a song. It's a yeah. song. You know, they, they put some tunes in there every now and it's then. It's a very recognizable song. Yeah, yeah, it is. I just I don't have anything to complain about okay. at all, okay. ever. So what do you give it? I give it an A plus. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm right there with you. I think the only thing keeping me from giving it the S would be that not everyone can enjoy it. Right. Right. That is literally the only thing that would keep me for. But all of my people that love movies, I have raved about it for two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy crap, I forgot what a great movie this was. Right. You know? And I felt like it was one I could introduce to my wife who isn't the biggest of watching violent movies because mm-hmm. I think that the payoff of those scenes that are violent mm-hmm. are it's so rewarding yeah. even though it is sa- yeah and satisfying. satisfying even though it's so violent uh, you feel like yeah you know what I mean yeah. like it's just one of those, <laughs> exactly. those feelings yeah, you got what you but deserved <laughs> acting is phenomenal again Gary Oldman that's my favorite character in the mm-hmm. entire movie Christian Slater's Christian Slater but he right. it's the one time he puts a really good twist on his craziness you right. know uh, yeah it's, right. it's an overall great movie. A plus. Calvin? True Romance has a lot of things that we've come to love about Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Especially like with the writing, the feel of the movie, the overall tone of the movie even feels Tarantino. No no holding back. N- yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there's no limits. And no. there are sections in the movie where you can feel <laughs> Tony Scott's influence mm-hmm. on the movie. Mm-hmm. I particularly didn't enjoy that there are certain pacing elements within the movie where we go from this great drexel scene to a lull it does have its ebbs and flows but i think that the only remedy would have been to have quentin tarantino actually direct it i don't think it's again can can you give me an example of what what you're so the difference between how he directed it and how quentin tarantino would have directed it sure okay so for example the truck stop scene where they're calling why why do we need that scene right he's calling 
just to let his buddy know, like, hey, we're on our way to California. Mm-hmm. Which we'll be is, there, we'll which be is there fine. tomorrow. We'll be there tomorrow, which is fine. And then we get some, like, sex scene. Right. Which, again, I could see Tarantino doing something similar to that. But I feel like Tarantino is very much a let's get on the ball. And whenever he puts scenes in a movie, it really heavily implies right. on. It means something. Of, his right. scene, All of his scenes are going to have some sort of plot deeper meaning right plot impact right for example also the the weasel producer assistant which he does that part very well Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things where like with the getting pulled over scene i understand that he somehow needs to meet up with the The fbi right feel like there could have been something a little bit better Mm -hmm. inserted in there so i love hans zimmer he's such a great composer composer underutilized yeah (laughs) just a bit (laughs) maybe the budget wasn't there it it could have been write this write us one song 12 million (laughs) 12.2 million that's all it was yeah he could have done it as a favor honestly right he could have just said you can use my name do whatever you want right Mm. (laughs) here i wrote this in the bathroom use it it'll take 50 bucks thanks (laughs) i have a question for you sure so and i've i've said this before if quentin tarantino directs this movie Mm -hmm. how many of the casts are not going to be there that's true What what do you mean by that i mean in 1993 is quentin tarantino's movie Basically, it would have been his first movie. Yeah, yeah. you would have lost. Are you going to get Gary yeah. Oldman? Are you no. going to get Christopher Walken? Are right. you going to get Christian Slater for he, that he matter? He had no reputation at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who's going to try out for this movie? Right. But everybody comes crawling out of the woodwork for a Tony Scott movie in 1993. That's yeah. true. So, in my opinion, for the sake of this movie, the best thing Quentin Tarantino did was he sell it. it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, profit off of it yeah. to make his other movies. I agree. Right. And I'm not saying that Tony Scott's a, a bad director. No, I no. Felt, he's I just a like, 90s, 80s, 90s director, and of course. you're, you're going to get that but it tone. Was a, a Quentin Tarantino movie directed by somebody else, which yes. is should never happen, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know though. I really don't think. I think if Quentin Tarantino, even with the cast, if Quentin Tarantino directed this movie, it's going to be. A completely different feel yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Tony Scott was able to pull like the vibe, yeah. the overall vibe that the Tarantino tension was, yes. it was so powerful. It was, but it also was, there are warm scenes in it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's yeah. no lull in how it makes you, it's a roller coaster of emotions, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. I don't think, when I think of this movie, I don't think violence which it is extremely it is violent. I think violent. It's, it's not the it's focus of the crazy movie. love story yeah. that's yeah. what i go to in my head which it's is why i right that's just why i avoided the movie for Forever. so long because it, it says what's well, true romance right. i'm like but it's no, in there you. it is in there i mean <laughs> yeah. their love for each other is yeah. as extreme it's the as it gets of the movie. exactly right? yeah. absolutely insane yeah so i also think that if quentin tarantino directed the movie the violence would have been off the charts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would have been so bloody and so gratuitous. Yeah. Right. It would have been. So, Calvin, what else do you think? I also thought that the acting was top notch. It's hard because overall, I don't know for me if the movie hits that A mark. I am on the B plus. It is way better than average, mm-hmm. right? But I, I just don't think that it hits that A. I'm having a hard time quantifying why. Because I do want to push it up into that, you know, A minus range, but I mean, it could be as simple as it's not your type of movie. 
It could be right. Yeah. So that's think, why there's three I, I guys think, here. I think right. it's his type of movie, but there's certain elements in the movie that's what I'm that saying. sours him just enough to not make Absolutely. it so, a tier. Right. And I agree with you in your in your rating for yourself. Right. Because right. I love Tarantino movies. He is like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, one of my favorites. I agree. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> So that's for another time. The last for another time. ten minutes of that movie, so I could watch that every day. So, so <laughs> me too. Take the highs of that movie, and then when you compare it to this, because I think that's an A, if not an S. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whenever I'm comparing other movies that I think are A's, this one just doesn't Get hit. There. Yeah. Yeah. I got so. You. So with that being said, guys, what is our overall? What's review your for me? What, what's your your rating? I it's had a B plus. B plus. So it's an A plus. It's an A. It's an A. It's an A. An A or A minus. It's it's an. I would say an A. I'd a. say an A. Two A pluses okay. and a B plus is an A. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Straight cool. up A. Cool. Yeah. Our first A. So it is our first A. It's so Shawshank. Yeah. It's not. It has to be said. It has to be said. It has right? to be said. It has to be <laughs> said. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to move on to our hints for the next movie. If you can guess and be the first person to message with the correct answer to movieswithchill at gmail.com, your name will be entered in for a free movie ticket. So last week's winner was Cohen P. Congratulations and stay tuned for the drawing. Hints for the next movie drawing for your chance to win a free movie ticket. Number one, a horror film directed by James Wan. Number two, stars Patrick Wilson. Number three currently has five films in its franchise. So if you have a guess on that, make sure you email movies, which is it at movies, which what is it? Movies it's with movies chill. with chill yeah. at gmail.com. There you go. So good luck to you guys on that. And we will see you on the next episode. All right. Thanks guys. As always, I'm your host chill. Thank you for being patient with us as we are hammering down a schedule that works fantastic for our talent while also adjusting levels for our audio. I only had one correction for our podcast this week, that being Tarantino's cigarettes are actually called red apple cigarettes. Once again, I would like to thank Maids for More for sponsoring this episode and to get a free quote, call 816-273-6604. Again, that's 816-273-6604. Or visit the website at www.madeformore.com. Finally, look out for our next episode Monday as we kick off our Halloween season. We have picked out three films to fit in while you're sipping on that pumpkin spice latte or even better, a hard cider. And don't forget to email us your guest for our next movie at movieswithchill at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed our program just as much as we did recording for you. Thank you, and stay tuned for our next episode.